Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of Believe Podcasts and the Buzz Radio Network. A former Arkansas Razorback baseball player, Tyler Spoon. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, highly questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard Show Suey winner and the <laughs> former head athlete at Cornell Ferris Spain. D1Baseball.com editor Aaron Fitt. And current Razorback freshman star, Devo Davis. Mr. Ryan McGee. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. A Razorback great and current SEC Network basketball analyst, Pat the Shooter Bradley. Here are your hosts, Kyle Sutherland, Kevin Bohannon, and Porter Hayes. Welcome in to another episode of the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, part of Believe and Buzz Radio Networks, and you can hear us on all podcast platforms, as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. Please like, rate, and review our podcast and all podcast platforms, and we are coming to you live from the Hyman Services Studios. I am your host, Porter Hayes. Alongside me is Jacob Davis, and we are brought to you by Bet Online. and Bet Online would like to wish you a Happy New Year betting. As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond, Bet Online remains the number one sports wager action for 2022. And even though football is over with, you can still bet on your basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right now, as well as your favorite Vegas casino games. And don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing officer offers available in 2022. Just use the promo code BLEAV to get started. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Sports, bet online where the game starts. And before we begin, we, we had a little technical difficulties last week in our, in our recording and, and had some uh, issues with the, the soundboard and all that. But we want to introduce a new sponsor. It is Danny Wright of Grind It Right, Stump Grinding in Elkins, Arkansas. If you have any kind of pesky trees that falling down and you need those stump grinders, and Jacob, I know that, you know, it, it, it's quite – a, a task to get those stump grinders out there and get them grinded down. So Danny Wright will take care of all your needs, servicing all of Northwest Arkansas. You want to call 205-377-2662 for a free estimate. That is 205-377-2662, and Danny Wright will get you hooked up, man. And, and Jacob, we, we say this every week. I mean, how can it not get any better for Arkansas basketball? I mean, you, you you beat Auburn, beat Tennessee, you've beaten LSU. You you come into a game with, with Kentucky with all the hype and, and Saturday and the Shark and Saw, and what an amazing atmosphere. They took control of that game. They took a late charge from, you you know, Kentucky. And unlike the last time, Coach Cal got thrown out and, and Kentucky took advantage of that and, and won the game. But, man, Arkansas really showed out. What can we say about J.D. Note? I mean, can we not say he's the SEC Player of the Year or what? He'll get co-SEC Player of the Year. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> yeah, true oh, that. Oh, man, that's a, that, was, that was a good joke, man. Uh, uh, two years ago when Mason Jones should have won it, single-handedly won it by himself. He, he deserved it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bringing up bad memories. But, you know, J.D. Note, he's he's done quite the job. You. You put thirty up on uh, on Kentucky at home. You put twenty eight up on on Auburn at home. You help basically lead Arkansas to a four and zero record against ranked teams this season. He's done a well of a job, Porter, and and I mean they've got a big uh, matchup this week with a uh, hosting LSU, and then you've got a road matchup with Tennessee. It's going to be fun uh, to watch as they head into March, but man. I, you don't you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. Pull the uh, mask off the old Lone Ranger, and you don't doubt an Eric Musselman basketball team that he coaches. Yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you what I and I hate to be this way and, and forgive me because you know what I've I've called out fans for this. So you know what I'll take the oh, yeah. L on being hypocritical for a second because you know 
announcers are supposed to be biased. They're supposed to be for both teams. And But my chemistry teacher in high school always told me, for every rule, there's an exception. And for me, what I've done to the fans, and I will apologize because I'm about to go down the same road, so I will forgive everything that every fan wants to complain about for the rest of the season because it's not right that I get on the fans and then here I do the same thing and and, and not – own that I'm what I'm about to say but that guy whoever the color commentator was I don't know if he was trying to be Dickie V I don't know if he was trying to be Bill Rafferty he was definitely not being himself he was usually I mean he and and he was if you want to talk about you would have thought the game was in Rupp Arena and you thought that it was been the Wildcat Radio Network just how he was if I took a shot for every time I heard let the big man eat I'd have been drunk by halftime I mean, it was – and like I said, I know you want to be biased, but, I mean, it was there – was, there was a call where Jalen Williams, and I posted a picture of it, He his foot was clearly outside of the circle. And I don't know where the, if these oh, yeah. guys were courtside, where they're at. And you know where they set up courtside. You can't see from, from looking no. at it that where he was at, but he was clearly a foot outside of that restricted area, took the charge, and, and, of course, I mean, good gosh, you're talking about being a Kentucky homer. He was on the refs every time. Oh, that was a good call. That was, you, you know how Matt Zimmerman is with calling for the Razorbacks. You take oh, his it. energy. Oh, yeah. I love Z. Love Z. But you take that energy and flip it. That's how he was. Because I'll tell you what, man, the refs are doing a good job. Kentucky's doing a good job. And let the big man eat. I mean, I just could not, you know, I, it was making it where I had to turn it on mute. It, it was just insane. Coach Coach Z is funny because uh, you were listening to the radio or the TV. I was listening to the radio part of it, and uh, Coach Z is so funny. If uh, if there's a bad call, a couple of minutes later he's like, "Oh man, he's doing a terrific job. He's a, he's a great referee. I, I've worked with him for for many years. He's a great ref." But you know, <laughs> you know that uh, Coach Z uh, is under his breath saying, "Gosh, that was a terrible call." Yeah, and and before you know, get into all that outside of that, it, it was just I just wanted to bring that up. And like I said, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got onto the fans for being that, and it, it was just I apologize because you know I know we're all fans and stuff, but it was just hard to listen to that. And Arkansas was up for a majority of the game. You would act like Arkansas come back from from thirty down and and won the game at the very end. You know, just the way the flow how they were going. And like I said, it just seemed to me like the guy was trying to uh, uh, get a promotion or, or try to get these bigger games. And if he was trying to do that and try to hustle to get to try to get more bigger marquee games, hey, more power to him. But just be a little bit more biased from here on out. But, I mean, because you can't say enough more enough about J.D. Noti. I mean, 13 for 26 from the field, mm-hmm. 30 points. I mean, in big bucket and then even punched it. When he went up for that punch, the guy was like, nope. He was that, that guy for Kentucky didn't want none. He did not want to get posterized. And Devo oh. Davis, I mean, coming up big with some monster dunks. And, yes, like you said, 10 assists. I mean, he – like I said, if he hasn't proven himself to be the top player in the nation and the sheet way for, for Kentucky. I mean, I you know, everybody said that, you know, he camped, he did this. But, dude, the, the dude had 30 points himself. You know, he you, you can't yeah. say that he Jalen Williams is his daddy when – he put thirty up on you. you no, you're, nobody's your daddy when you score thirty points. That's just, and I understand that's just the way it was. But man, I'll tell you what. What was funny was on Twitter the night before. I don't know where Cal was eating at, but did you see the video of them calling the hogs? He was sitting there eating Hermes. dinner. Yeah, that was that so yeah. hilarious, no, man. I'm just telling you. You know, he was so he was eating that up. And also, the 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 when they left the the team left the sideline. The 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 Bench players left the bench. That was just in case they did storm. They yep. didn't know that Arkansas wouldn't. You know, they don't want pay attention to Arkansas Twitter like we do. We knew they weren't going to storm because, you know, Hunter Yurchek, oh, yeah. if he asked you not to storm, I mean, look what this man's done for this university. It's almost like, okay, boss, we'll be good. You know what I'm saying? So, But he done he that for bad. the safety. You know, he was, he was just getting his kids out of harm's way just in case because – I, I've never been in an environment where I've seen 20,000 people storming on the floor, but you want to get your kids – because how they got the the tunnel set up, you got to walk to the middle of the court and then go through to the where the yep. press area is. So. But I just thought it was funny, that, that video we seen on Twitter with 
But, yeah, they got uh, Tennessee coming up next. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. And I think it's going to be tough for the reason that it's at Tennessee and all we've heard since the game was Barnes crying about Williams. And that's the thing that I'm curious about. A lot of these other coaches are really starting to complain about how Williams is getting these charges and these calls. And it's really helped them out in Arkansas. But, I mean, and I'm not saying his charges are not charges. I'm not going either way on it. But it, it really makes me intrigued on how the t- the game's going to go in Tennessee and what's it going to be like when they go to the tournament and, and some of these calls that he might get at Arkansas and if these these coaches keep complaining about it, you know, publicly, is that going to get to where the referees are starting to look at this and pay more attention to see and maybe some of those calls, that not all of them, but maybe instead of getting four or five a game, some of those are – blocking and now he'll only get two or three and then instead of him getting charges he's picking up two fouls in the first half and it could affect Arkansas yeah you're right man uh you know it's every year you have to when you get to the uh, NCAA tournament games are officiated differently and you'll have to figure out after the first five or ten minutes just really understand okay I can do this but I can't do that but also you've got a game plan around it that's the thing John Calipari said before is he knew, he knows that Jalen Williams is the leading, uh, he, he leads in getting charges called on on him uh, this season. And so you have to game plan around it. If a guy is that big of a threat in one small minor statistical pa- uh, category, then you got a game plan around it. You got to figure out what to do uh, to make sure that, you know, you're not, you're not charging or, or if it's even 50, 50, get, they call it a block. You've got to figure out how to game plan around it. And and just like Aaron, Eric Musselman and Jalen Williams, I had to adapt to where, okay, if they're going to call it a block, we're just going to have to figure out a way, okay, just not to do it. Yeah. And, and I think the good thing is, is they got, you know, that game at Tennessee to really, you know, see how they're going to do yeah. these things. And, yeah. I mean, he's he went, you know, 16 points, but he was six for seven. I mean, that was another thing. They shot the free th- from the free throw line, you know, 14 for 17. But like I said, you know, you, you take his points away from him in the first half, and it's just crazy how that could change the game, you know, because he had 12 rebounds oh, yeah. as well. You know, 16 and 12. I mean, that, that could be huge. And it's just something, like I said, it's not saying they will because I've seen a lot of his a lot of his charges, and he was set. He was set. The guy lowered his shoulder, and you got to know if if you're set. And, and the thing that I really like about the new rule is even if you're moving, your feet can be mm-hmm. moving with the defender, but if you're playing in a defensive position and you don't lean into him or you don't foul the offensive player – and they come into you with that shoulder, they are starting to call those charging calls. And I really like how they're starting to do that. And I don't know if we mentioned it or on, on our previous show or not, but what I've noticed and what I would like to change is when that offensive player comes in with that elbow, they're either hooking or they're extending that arm, and it's causing the player to kind of fall back a little bit. And I think yeah. it should be called that if you clearly – and there's times where you can clearly – the ref is right there and you can clearly see that offensive player extend that arm. I think that should be automatically called a, a foul on the offensive player because you're trying to play defense and it's hard when he extends his arm out mm-hmm. to create that space. But I understand – I think you should be able to hold it out a little bit, but when you extend it – and then push, that's where it – even oh, yeah. if you don't push with your hand itself, you push out with that forearm, I think that it should be an offensive foul. Nah, I completely agree with you. That I mean, it was just like J.D. Notade uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did play Tennessee, and his fifth foul was that push-off. I mean, that that's the thing that I like to see, I mean, even though it bites you in the butt, and you don't want to see your best player and best scorer – uh, get taken out of the game due to to a fifth foul being that, even as ticky tacky as it is, I mean that's that's the rule, man. You can't extend your arm. Yeah, and before we move on to the next topic, man, I want to talk to you about our new believe sponsor. It's called Athletic Greens, and tons of people are taking multivitamins, but it's very important to choose the one that's top quality. 
With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets, and there's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything at all. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. To make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. And these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and these products are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease. And that's Athletic Greens. Take ownership of your health. And, Jacob, before we get into the women's basketball, man, we, I think we were talking beforehand of, you know, the, the men's baseball team was down 4-0. The softball team was down 4-0 at one point. Arkansas was down Mississippi State. And i tell you what. Arkansas come back, and if they needed a win big, bigger than anyone, the women's basketball team won 87-79 to 79 over Mississippi State in their final game of the regular season, locking up the number eight seed where they play Missouri on Thursday in the first round of the SEC women's tournament. And the good thing about that is they're the eight seed and they're playing Missouri, a team that they've beaten twice already. But, Jacob, there's some bad news. The winner gets South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so the winner will get South Carolina in, in the oh, second Lord. round at noon. So hopefully with it being a noon game, you know, but I tell you what, South Carolina's on a charge. Aaliyah Boston will more than likely get player of the year. I mean, miss double-double. I mean, Dawn Staley, like I said, what, what she's done this year. But, you know, this SEC league and what Coach Neighbors has been able to do with, you know, having, you know, somebody leave the program halfway through the season – had Michaela Daniels go down with an injury. Aaron Barton went down for an injury, along with all the newcomers with Sasha Goforth, and then having one senior in Amber Ramirez, you know, it, it was a very rough road, and it was one of the toughest schedules. I mean, the SEC just keeps on getting deeper and deeper because we remember, you know, LSU got Kim Mulkey as their coach. I mean, yep. Kelly Harper at Tennessee, I don't know if you've been keeping track of them, but I'm telling you what. She's building. She's building Tennessee to what they used to be, and of course, Don Staley at South Carolina, Kentucky had Ryan Howard, and I tell you what, if it wasn't for Leah Boston, I, Ryan Howard's one of the best players in the league. I mean, she just when she wants to score and she wants to go, she could put up thirty, and she put up twenty nine against Arkansas in the, in the last game and the home game of the season, or not home game. It was Amber Ramirez's night, so twenty three for twenty three. Yeah. But it was Georgia that was the last because I remember because the you know with all the winter weather I didn't get to go up there for it but uh, you know eighty seven seventy nine Sasha Goforth had twenty points three for four from three and it was funny I mean like I said I wasn't planning on getting on any kind of zooms we were getting ready to record and with all the craziness and and how the games ended I jumped on post with uh, Coach Neighbors, and he was talking about Sasha was just shooting with the balls, and she's like, man, these, these feel really nice. I, I want to – and she goes three for four from the three-point line, scores 20 <laughs> points. I mean, you know, and they had – No, that's one, her highest. Yes. That's, that's her highest is the Razorback, right? Yes, that is her her Razorback high. And I'm telling you, you know, it's weird. You had Destiny Slocum last year come over from Oregon State, and she kind of just didn't, you know, get – she didn't ever find her groove. But she only had one right. year, you know, and, and I felt bad because you could just see it. I mean, she could hit 20, 30. And everybody on this team, Michaela Daniels oh, yeah. could go for 30. I mean, we've seen Samara Spencer, what she could do. I mean, four-time SEC freshman of the week, you know. And for, so for Sasha, Sasha to go for 20 points, and then Amber Ramirez had 15, Michaela Daniels had 14, and then um, you had Samara Spencer had 12, and Aaron Bartom, of course, Aaron having 10 points. I mean, she's been injured and coming off, and, you know, she went three for four and went four for four yep. from the three-point line – or, I mean, free throw line. So, Jacob, yeah, going into the SEC tournament, that's going to be their biggest concern. You know how tournament ball is, and if free throws mean more than any part of the season, it's, it's the tournament time because, I mean, you know the – 
at the end of the games if somebody's coming back and you can't hit those free throws, now all of a sudden oh, yeah. you're up six and then now you're down three. Yeah, the girls actually did pretty well shooting the free throw line, 70%, which is, I mean, a, a good number. Uh, you want it to be more like 72, 73, maybe 74%. But uh, 70% can win you a few ball games in the tournament. Uh, you know, Arkansas, they, they come in, they're playing. Uh, they possibly play South Carolina with a win in the uh, open around the SEC tournament. That's going to be tough. And Arkansas did play there. Uh, played them at home earlier this season. I think they lost sixty-one fifty-two, and they fought. They they it was a very physical game, if I remember correctly. But uh, Hogs got to Hogs got to figure it out in the first round, and you know we'll see what they can do if they can. I mean, postseason play is on the line uh, against South Carolina. I, I think they've done enough. Me and, me, and, me and Paul Boyd, Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, you know, we, we talk a lot about, yeah. you know, and he does a really dang good job of covering the women's sports. So I want to give a, a shout-out to Paul. He, he's really been a mentor to me and, and helping me out, you know, with the, the coming up with the covering the games and the team and stuff. Yeah. And he, he told me before the game that if they win tonight, you know, you're 7-9 in the league – you go in, you're playing on Thursday, and, of course, you get the one win. But he said that that pretty much would get them the 8-9 game. And, of course, we've, we've talked all year, and even men's, women's, you know, that's that dreaded seed. You know, you get that 8-9 mm-hmm. game because, one, that's a toss-up to begin with, and then the winner of that, you're going to get a number one seed, and that's a UConn or a Tennessee or a South Carolina, you know. But – and and I don't think with how things are going to go, if, if Arkansas gets that 8-9 seed and they win – I don't think they're going to put them in the same bracket as uh, South Carolina. I think they'll put them with right. – and I don't know who exactly who the other number one seeds are just yet. You know, we can talk about that more next week when the um, SEC Women's Tournament wraps up and we're talking about the NCAA Tournament. But they desperate they, – they need a, a NCAA win, you know, after last year, you know, having a four seed and getting beat by Wright State. So it's going to be a, a step in the right direction and, and to get that win. So um, – but, yeah, they got Missouri. They beat them twice in a team. But, I mean, team that can get streaky and get hot. And when you're playing in a different court, you're playing in a different environment, a bigger arena that you're not used to, you never know what's going to happen. And, and, of course, you know, you look at Auburn. Auburn was 0-9 and nine in conference play. They ended up beating, I think it was Tennessee, and they, and they had another win against another high-ranked team. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to tournament side, you, you just never know. And that's just – for this, for Amber, you know, you want them to go out and, and do something that they've never done. And that's, for me, my wish. You know, if, if, if I could have any, just to, for her to come back and be able to get back to the NCAA tournament and get a win, I think that would be huge for this program. And you never know. You, you, you go and play a South Carolina on a Friday and you give it all you got. And, they've, and I'll tell you what, you know just as well as I do, the SEC Women's Tournament's been good to Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, they've performed yes. very well. That's what put this team on the map. That's what put Chelsea Dungey on the map when she went off in, in, in you know, Greenville, and they made it to the finals, you know. So, um, looking forward to this tournament. I w- was going to be able to go, but, you know, some things come up, and I wasn't going to be able to make the trip. But hearing that the SEC Women's Tournament's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina, for the next three years, that's uh, 15 minutes away from my family and, and, and easily so – I know one thing, I'm going to be out there the next couple of years because it, it, it gives me a chance to go see my family and it gets a chance to finally make that SEC Women's Tournament. I don't blame you, man. Family is everything. Go go see them. But it's always fun to go watch your team play uh, uh, when, when, you get to, when you get to travel out of town too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, for people who really don't know, you know, I spent 10 years from, from the time I was in first grade until I – was almost you know out of high school. You know, every summer I was on a plane going to South Carolina. So that was it was a huge part of my life and around the Greenville upstate area. I mean, beautiful. It it, it reminds you of Northwest Arkansas with all the lakes and and the mountains and stuff. So it gets you homesick pretty quick. But but Jacob, we're up against a break, and um, after the break, we're going to go over a dramatic softball win by Arkansas and, and the ongoing series with the baseball team. They dropped the first game 5 nothing to Stanford. They're right in the middle of a game right now with Louisiana Lafayette. So we will be right back after the break. 
Shelby Taylor Trucking serves all your timberland needs in South Central Arkansas. With over 50 years in the industry, Shelby Taylor Trucking has established themselves as trustworthy leaders in the industry. From planting to harvesting to hauling your timber, Shelby Taylor Trucking is ready to serve you. Follow them on all social media platforms at Shelby Taylor Trucking. Learn more by visiting their website at staylortrucking.com. That's staylortrucking.com. Are you ready to tackle your to-do list without getting your hands dirty? Then it's time to call Heinemann Services in Springdale. Corey and his team specialize in A to Z home repair, in-home transformations, plumbing and dryer vent cleaning. Got a man cave? Heinemann Services can make it better. Got a she shed? They can make it better. Call today, 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Or check them out online, HeinemannServices.com. That's H-I-N-D-M-A-N Services.com. Heinemann Services, honeydews have never been so easy. McCoy Tiger Drugstore of Sheridan, Arkansas has been the top pharmacy in all of South Central Arkansas since 1895. They were also the 2020 Good Neighbor Pharmacy of the Year. They not only fix you up with your prescription with timely and friendly service, but also an elite gift shop. All your OTC needs, baby and wedding registries, tuxedo rentals, and much more. They are located at 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan. Give them a call today at 870-942-5121. And we'll welcome you back to the Hog Talk podcast. And Jacob, uh, I tell you what, the softball team, they were they gave up four runs in the first inning, and it, it just did not look good there for a little bit. Louisville goes up five, and then Arkansas starts chipping away at the lead, and then Hannah Gamble comes up, Arkansas kid. Bottom of the six, hits a three-run shot, and Arkansas wins 8-5 to five over Louisville. And Mary Half kind of got into a little trouble. Jenna Bloom come in and got her second win of the year. And, Jacob, man, I'll just tell you what. The early, in, you know, for, for the field to be in the position that it was, they were supposed to play Friday, I believe. And then it got mm-hmm. pushed to Saturday. Well, with all the weather that come in. And I drove by the field today, and they had the blower and the tarp. But I seen a picture of, of the night before, and it – uh, Coach Dyfel said after the game that there was an inch of ice on the field. And I don't know, you know, for those who've never been to Bogle Park, it kind of just sits in a bowl. And all the ice was just on the field. And, you know, you're used to snow. I'm not used to this much ice. I hadn't seen this much ice since the ice storm in 2000. And, Jacob, I don't know if you remember the ice storm, how bad it got where you lived in 2000. But I'll tell you what, they, they had an inch of ice sleet. And within 15, 20 minutes, I mean, the roads were covered. So, they got a great turf guy up there. I mean, got the things going, and it's beautiful. I mean, the he makes Bogle Park look like Augusta International Golf Course. I'm telling you, he just – he puts yeah. so much effort, and that whole staff puts so much effort into that. But it was just crazy that, you know, you're looking at the game, and Hannah Gamble, I mean, you're talking about a ball. If – you know how much we talk about Jalen Williams and his smile and just how he glows and everybody just surrounds around him. That That's Hannah Gamble. I mean, in-state kid, and, and I got to talk to her the other day, and just you could just see her excitement. Like, she really wants to play for Arkansas. And it's almost like how Braxton Burnside was last year. You know, just how she wanted to be that Razorback and, and wanted to play for Arkansas and get these kids and, of course, to win another SEC title. So, I mean, it was, I was really excited for them to pick up the win today. Yeah, that was a huge way. I mean, a huge comeback victory. Um, I mean, you look at the you look at the stats again, and and you see Ellsworth hit over 400. You had Gibson hitting 586. She was uh, her. She had let's see two at bats, three runs, uh, two hits, and then two RBIs. I mean, she had another heck of a game. And then you had uh, Hannah Gamble, who you know did walk off and and help Arkansas win that game. She she is going to be a star if she's not already one. Five RBIs, man, on the day. That's huge. I mean, she's she's doing a heck of a job. And then you also Danielle and Gamble both had home runs today too. So Arkansas, their softball team obviously has a lot of power if they can control the pitching. Now, and, and I mean, Mary may have had a had a hard day, but you you, you see Jenna Bloom come in and uh, pick up the dub. I mean, Arkansas, if they can figure out this pitching and they can keep the hot bats up, man, they can beat anybody on any given day. 
Yeah, and and that's been proven in softball. Softball's that sport where I mean I've seen Washington. I mean Washington played Arkansas and beat them ten nothing, and then eight five I believe. I mean, and then Washington now they're going out to the Invitational. I think they were getting beat by lower ranked teams. I can't remember who it was that that, that beat them, but I've seen that they were struggling. I think they've lost three or four now. So yeah, you don't know what's going on. But I, I was talking to coach and just. You know, you, we, we talk about these transfers and how the transfer portal has really changed the game for college athletics and for KB Sides and Taylor Ellsworth to come in and Hoffman to come in, you know, being these transfers and to, especially with KB Sides and having a triple in an in-the-park home run with a 200-foot yeah. fence, having an in-the-park home run. I can't remember which game it was, but, I mean, that just shows you the speed that she has. And for them to come in – and be hitting the way through. I mean, Ellsworth goes three for three with an RBI. I mean, it just takes so much. And that's what I asked Hannah the other day was, you know, how much pressure does that take you? You know, you, these transfers that come in and they just come in and their bats are producing. And, you know, it takes a load off. You don't realize you don't have that two or three people that you're depending on. And once they start clicking, especially on defense, and I got to go by practice and watch how I never realized I've never been to a college um big-time college softball practice, and you just think that the girls go out there and play softball and, you know, they don't have a playbook like football or basketball. They do. Right. I'm not going to go in depth on what they do because I'm not giving out any kind of information like that. But the sequences they have, and it reminds me of, you know, those puzzles where you could slide a piece over and you try to – it's a sliding puzzle where one goes to the left and you try to fit in another puzzle up to the – you know what I'm talking about? Those, those oh, little yeah, sliding, okay, yeah. that that is exactly to me the best way I can describe how that defense works. If the third baseman goes up, somebody's already covering third. I mean, just how everybody moves integral, it, it's crazy to think that that's how this works. And then it makes sense when the defense is struggling, you know, when you have all these transfers coming in and you're trying to get these sequences down, where to be on a certain situation, whether it's first and third, first and second, Second and third. It's crazy that you don't think about those type of things. You know, you think of baseball being so analytical and strategic. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with softball. And it, it was just eye-opening. I've followed the team and covered the team, but you never go, like, behind the scenes and really get to see what goes on. And I'm telling you what, Coach Matt, Coach Joe, Coach Dyfel, I mean, that I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy to be able to see what they do behind the scenes and – this team is, is going to be dangerous. I mean, they got a couple more games. I'm very interested for them to go to James Madison and play, and then they got SEC play. But it's just – it's really cool to see, one, that Jenna Bloom last week was – you know, she we'd said she got in a little bit of trouble and just seemed like she couldn't get out of the jam, got frustrated, got behind on the count. Right. They had to use Mary Half more than what they they really kind of wanted to. And now, you know, Mary gets in a jam, Bloom comes in, and I think that's going to be a huge – I mean, I think we need to write that down and remember that, you know, that she was oh, yeah. able to come in get that confidence back. And it's not saying that she couldn't do it before. You know, that, I'd asked Coach Stifel about that before the – you know, after the game, and she said, you know, that's Jenna being Jenna. She's used to being in that, in that position. But it, 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 as a fan and as people who cover the sport, we see that, you know, Mary's – you know, the starting pitcher, you you don't really see, you know, she gets overshadowed by what, you know, Storms did and, and Half did and what Burnside did and what Gibson did. But, man, I'm telling you what, that, that was the person before the season, if you asked me who I was looking more at forward to seeing progress this year, and it was Jenna Bloom, just like last year was Mary Half. You know, you need that pitching. Mm-hmm. You need – it's not like baseball where you can use three guys – and, you know, you have your rotation and then you got your relievers and your closers. In softball, it's a whole different deal. You know, you've seen that, you know, one or two pitchers, and that's pretty much, you know, you got a third, fourth option. And that's, we you know, they got Chanice Delcy, and I'm telling you, she's going to be a fireball. Once she gets her confidence and she gets her rhythm going here at Arkansas, I'm telling you what, that's going to be between her, Bloom, I'm telling you, that's going to be somebody else to look out for. That's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, you got a double double tomorrow, or not double double? Uh, man, what am I thinking? You got a double header. Yeah, you got your little <laughs> twin bill. Basketball mode. I got you. Yeah, yeah, you got a double uh, double header tomorrow between uh, Arkansas and Louisville. Uh, first pitch is at ten a.m. tomorrow morning. 
well, which is will be Monday morning at uh, 10 o'clock, and then you'll turn around about 12.15 and have the uh, second game of the Louisville series. Uh, we pick classic, and then you'll have uh, the Eastern Razorback Rumble uh, the third through the sixth of uh, of next week. So you play Missouri State, Kenesaw State, Kansas City, uh, and have that rotation. You have Liberty. Uh, you would take a one game uh, against Liberty, in Virginia, and you'll turn around and travel to Harrisburg, Virginia, for the James Madison Dukes Invitational. That's where they're going to be playing James Madison on the uh, fourth game of the schedule on that Saturday. So they'll play a doubleheader that day, too, uh, on the 12th against Maryland, and then uh, turn around and play James Madison that day, which I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, and that, that, that's case in point when we talk about. You know, we talk about these, like when Arkansas was struggling in, in baseball against Illinois State, and people just hear the name Illinois State you know, the casual yeah. fan, and they're like, oh, what, what's Arkansas struggling against like right now? You know, Arkansas's down to Louisiana Lafayette 3-1 in the bottom of the fourth. But you hear Louisiana Lafayette, and you automatically go off the football. You know, it, it's just yep. – it, it's yep. natural. It's just natural. So, when you hear James Madison, you're like, what is Arkansas doing going and playing J- – James Madison made the College World Series last year and beat OU first be game. Cinderella. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I mean, they beat OU first game. So, I mean, you never know. Team gets hot. I mean, like Arkansas, they were hot. Arizona comes in and just, you know, they wanted it Should more than work. Arkansas did. And, and they had the deeper yeah. pitching, and it just – everything come together. And, you know, we got to look at the fact that COVID still is with the players. It's still with the teams and stuff last year. And just everything – that those teams and the players, same day travels, everything that they went to went through, and for for them to have the success that they did with nine SEC titles, for everything that the players, same day travels. I mean, I, I went to a basketball game, and they were playing UConn. It's when they beat UConn last year, women's basketball. Yeah. After the game, the kids are eating on the front row where the band plays, and they're eating dinner before they have to get on the plane. And it was to go, you know, it probably been sitting there and I'm not, you know, complaining about the meal whatsoever because, you know, they're at least they're getting fed and they're, they're getting to eat before, but it's just the fact that it's not, wasn't the usual what they get to eat, staying in a hotel for a couple of days and going out and, and enjoying the scenes in Fayetteville. So we have to reflect on when we look at back at what really Arkansas has done in a, as a whole it's crazy to nine SEC, and I know that you know. Before we move on to the the, the final segment, but you know, we we got to get start giving more teams, the more programs. Even on this podcast, I've failed to you know bring up the gymnastics team and what Jordan Weaver's done on a, on a regular basis, and what the golf team, you know, women's golf. Brooke Matthews, one of the best golfers to come out of Arkansas, turn pro. You know, you got the tennis team that the women's tennis team and the men's tennis team. So. It's kind of a PSA, like going forward here on the Hog Talk, we're going to do a better job of making sure we include every single program, women's, men's, on this podcast, and because there's so much going on on the on the Razorback on the hill right now, and it's exciting when you see these teams, these programs that started from the ground that were at the bottom feeders of the SEC starting to come up. So it's it's just something I was looking at through the notes, and you get on the stats broadcast and you look at the programs and. You know, what really stuck out to me was Hunter Juracek and the, and the AD. You know, he goes to every single home game he can. He posts every time we win or lose, congratulations, hey, you'll get them next time. And it kind of opened my eyes. Like, as someone who says that they do a certain thing, I think I want to start including every single program. So from here going forward, we're, we're going to tell you about every single game match meet on the hog talk podcast and we're really going to utilize this platform to make sure that every single sport at the university of arkansas is covered i agree man that's and it's tough to do and you and you and you want to do that and that was the mission uh of this podcast from the very beginning was to make arkansas uh or give all the sports prominence i mean make them all uh, give them all recognition from from the get-go this, this podcast, you know, it wasn't built on football. It wasn't built on basketball. It was built on the fans that, that supported us from the uh, first from the first show to now. You know, they want to hear – they don't want to just hear about, you know, just football and basketball. They, they want to know everything that's going on. And, and I think we do a good job of trying to cover every single thing. 
Yeah, it, and it's hard to do, but you know what? It just takes a few seconds to retweet a score, it's final exactly score, right. and, and and now that you know, I, I've we I've got a new home back in in November and and got an upstairs office. I got my own little space where we can record and do a studio, and I have all the means in the world to take a few more minutes out of my week and take a few more minutes out of my day to print off those tennis scores. Those women's track, I mean, that's the thing. We ain't even mentioned the men's and women's track and field team swept yet another SEC. I mean, that's the thing, the most prestigious program. And this is a shame on me, you know, shame on me moment. You know, it's like the most prestigious program at the University of Arkansas, 40-plus national championships. We're 40 minutes into the recording, and I'm just now mentioning that the SEC men's and women's team swept the SEC tournament once again. You know, that's that's the thing. It's just you, you think about things doing this. You know, we've done this for three years now, Jacob, and it's just still you. there's more that you want to do. There's more that you can do, and you always want to grow. You're and I think right. that's the thing that we want to do here is we don't get complacent. We can always become better, and that's so – to all those coaches out there, all those players, all the athletes, the gymnastics athletes and the meets, you know, for those that we have left out, you know, we apologize. I apologize. And from here on out, we're going to do our damnedest to uh, make sure that every single athlete at, at the University of Arkansas, even the hockey team that ain't even affiliated with, an, you know, the university, they're outside, you know, the, but, but they wear that Arkansas Razorback uniform. We're going to make sure that every single score is posted. So stay tuned. But before we head on to the last segment, I want to tell you about NordVPN. And what's more important than peace of mind, and that's nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you the peace of mind while you're out online. And with all those threats that you face today on the Internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. And NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption that can make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, and no matter the operating systems, with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at just under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% on NordVPN plans plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And to to close it out, we'll talk our baseball. You know, they had the Round Rock Classic and uh, took a little heartbreaker. And you can talk about uh, another classic that kind of had some uh, ups and downs and schedule changes. The Arkansas Razorback baseball team faced that. Took a loss to Stanford 5-0. And in the top of the fifth right now, they're down 3-1 to to Louisiana and I know we've talked about this before the season and how fans would – their expectations would be, you know, with would Arkansas just come right out of the gate? You know, you don't have the Kevin Cops, But it's kind of surprising to me that having the firepower in the offensive lineup that they've had, they're, they're and but then again, you're playing outside. You're playing in 40-degree weather. So as much as we want to say we're surprised, we're not because it, it's always tough to hit this time of year in, in bomb Walker because of how the wind blows a good shot to right field is just a can of corn. So it, 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 like I said, it's weird to see that they're struggling this early, but we know Dave Van Horn and this lineup and this pitching staff, they're, they're going to get things rolling. I mean, we've seen, we've seen Arkansas struggle before, but Arkansas has so much talent. They're not going to stay down for long on the bats. They'll get hot. And, and, I mean, heck, they've got plenty of time to get better. I mean, look, you went to, uh, shoot, two years ago. But they did play uh, better competition than uh, what they are do or what they are playing in the Round Rocks Classic. But, uh, I mean, they, they, you know, came back home right before COVID hit and, and shut down everything. And Arkansas, I mean, you, they were coming off that uh, – their college World Series trip that season, and and Heston Kerstad was the only guy hitting the ball at that time, and people were worried about it. But I, I guarantee you, Arkansas would have figured it out by that uh, by the midpoint of that season if it had actually been played. Uh, but Arkansas will figure it out. They they've got Robert Moore, they've got Jalen Battles, they've got a guy in, in in Braden Webb, they've got so many talented young freshmen on this team. They there's just too much talent on this team right now. 
where they they they'll figure it out. They they won't be down for long. Well, and the thing is that we get lost in too is this is the, and then I can't remember who said it best. I mean, it might have been I, it might have been Jalen Battles. It's a marathon. It's not a race. Yeah, and, right. and we get caught up, and of course, you know, us being fans and us covering the team and us following the team, you're like, hey, whoa, whoa. But then, you, you perfect example of the men's basketball team, zero and three in the SEC, and now look at where they're at. You know, they they could potentially tie for second, or I don't know if having looked at the road and all that, I don't know if, if is there a chance they could get that number one seed, or is that is that kind of a toss up? Oh yeah, Arkansas can still get the number one seed if. Auburn has a road game against Mississippi State this week, uh, and if Arkan if, if Auburn loses that one, Arkansas takes care of business uh, this week. Uh, they can tie, and Arkansas would get the number one seed for the SEC tournament uh, uh, with the tiebreaker. Well, well saying so that to say this, shot. you know, it's it's just one of them things that yeah, it, it's like I said, a marathon, not a race. So it's you know, and Louisiana's a good team, good good coach. And I'm pretty sure that he was an assistant under Dave Van Horn, correct? I believe so. Uh, I think I think that is correct. And I think a lot of it has to do with the bad taste that uh, was left in the mouth of Pog fans last year with the Super Regional. Uh, Arkansas losing to NC State there. Uh, I think it was a surprise because you you thought, oh, man, Arkansas won 19-1 uh, to last year, 19-2 to in the first game of the Super Regionals, and then they lose the next two. I mean – and you think, wow, I mean, what is happening here? Is Arkansas falling apart? And I think it's just overreaction because Arkansas is expected to beat these guys. I mean, you're not always going to beat Stanford because, I mean, Stanford's a good baseball team in its own right. But you expect to beat a, a team like Louisiana Lafayette, who is a who is a quality baseball program too. But, I mean, you, you've got to think about it. Baseball, that's what makes baseball the greatest sport in the world is that you can trot out ten guys in a lineup or nine or ten guys in the lineup beat any night and and beat anybody. And that, that's the beauty of the sport. And Arkansas could turn it around and they, they get their bats hot and they and they go through the next 12 uh, SEC series and win them all, just like they did last year is what happened. I mean, I think, I think the expectation uh, – the team obviously hasn't hit the expectations of what uh, they have preseason, and, and it'll turn around. It yeah. always does. And that's something I think I think here in the future, you know, here in the next couple of weeks, we'll try to get, you know, Cabo back on. You know, just you oh, know, because yeah. like I said, with the weather, you don't really take an effect that you know, when I play softball and I know if it gets below a certain degree, you know, it could really, you know, damage the, the bats and just the balls yeah. don't fly as far in the wind and of course with everything you're dealing with with the snow and then of course when it's cold your body just doesn't move as fast as it wants to. So I mean it, it's not making excuses. It's just kind of saying the obvious and, and just seeing what's out there. But, I, you know, Hagen Smith got his first loss of the year, one and one on the year. Yeah. And, and, you know, but like I said, if they if they get these bats going, I mean, top of the lineup went one for uh, ten. You know, it's, yeah. you, you, can't, you can't do that. It's, it's, like I said, especially with the – how potent this offense was. You only got two hits on the game altogether. So, I mean, it was yeah. – And, then and, like, it's, it, and it's not like the pitching's been terrible either. I mean, your Arkansas has just got to hit the ball. Pitching hasn't been terrible. I mean, Connor Nolan, uh, Cole Ramage, those guys uh, put together a pretty good ball game against Indiana. And, I mean, I mean, it was kind of a hit and miss against Stanford earlier on Sunday. And right now, I mean, Jackson Wiggins is just trying to have to figure uh, figure out how to settle down and get into a rhythm. I mean, it's not like it's been terrible. Arkansas's bats just need to, to heat up, and that's the thing. I mean, one more weather. I mean, Arkansas is going to be in the 50, uh, I mean, high 50s or maybe low 60s next week. And so, I mean, it'll, be, it'll turn around. I mean, uh, and you'll be able to, you know, I mean, nobody likes playing uh, ball in the cold. I'll tell you that. I haven't had enough time moving around at 30 years old and not playing sports in two years. Yeah. Well, it ain't nothing like, you know, I'll tell you what, in the cold, when you get jammed and you hit it off the end cap or, or in you get jammed oh, around right. the knuckles, I'm telling you what, you talk about something that sends shivers all the way up to your shoulders, man. You you hit one just in the right spot with one of those baseball bats, and I'm telling you what, it feels like your arms are falling <laughs> off. You're taking right, man. You're right. 
But before we wrap it up, we want to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, and that's A-Plus Insurance in Ozark, Arkansas. Marcus Berry and Melinda Gregory can take care of all your auto, home, life, and commercial needs. They are located at 3112 West Commercial Street in Ozark, Arkansas, and you can reach them at 479-667-3626. That's 479-667-3626. So if you need any of your insurance needs taken care of, please be sure to contact Marcus Berry or Melinda Gregory. Well, Jacob, man, that that was a jam-packed show. And uh, teasing, but not teasing, because it's not, you know, intuition yet. But uh, stay tuned next week. We might have a very, very special edition of the Hog Talk podcast. We won't give any more teasers away. Jacob, you can say just a tiny bit about it. But I am very, if this goes down and we can get this rolling, we're going to have something very special for our audience. I think you just said enough and with one word <laughs> in that sentence, you said enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will do it for another episode of the hog talk podcast. And once again, we are presented by bet online and we will catch you next week. Woo pig. Go hogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.